Welcome to Upon Further Review, where we take popular hip-hop albums of the late 1990s and early 2000s and listen to them again to see if we still feel the same as we did the first time. Was it really a classic album, or were we caught up in the trend? Join us every week as we go track by track, giving a breakdown of what stood out and what should have stayed hidden. And in the end, we give it a new final rating. So sit back and enjoy. This is Upon Further Review. Welcome again to Upon Further Review, where we take uh, hip-hop albums from the late 1990s, early 2000s, and we review them to see if we still feel the same. And this week is no different. We're going to be reviewing Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor, his debut album um, from 2006. Um, an interesting project. Uh, this is off the heel, coming off the heels of um, Kanye West, his, well, his his feature on, on Kanye West's album, uh, Late Registration, um, where he just killed Touch the Sky, uh, which we talked about in our first episode. Um, this was a, if you if you look at the uh, the anniversary edition or the, the extended edition, this was a 20-track album. It featured production from the Neptunes, Kanye West, uh, Mike Shinoda, Craig Coleman, Prolific, Needles, Soundtrack, and Brandon Hay- Howard. Uh, Jay-Z, Chill, and um, Lupe Fiasco were like executive producers on the album. Um, Jay-Z had a feature. Jill Scott had a feature. Um, he wasn't heavy on the features, or, or should I say he wasn't heavy on like known features. Um, but he, the, what, what he did, what he put on the album, I felt like it was, it was, a, it was solid enough. And to have Jay-Z's backing only helped him out. Although it wasn't the best track on the album, but we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. So, um, to start us off, uh, let, let me introduce our guest. So we have our co-host as always, Dave, and then we got our guest again, uh, Reggie, <laughs> Reggie Hammond from Chicago. What's up, fellas? What's going on? Chilling, chilling. So we're gonna get into it. We'll start with. The intro, which was a spoken word piece from Aisha Jaco, which was actually, I don't know if it's known, it's probably, it might be known, but this was his sister. Um, Lupe Fiasco's real name is Wasulo, I'm sorry, Wasulu Jaco, and he gave her a spoken word piece on the front, which he used again on uh, his second album. And then he had a he had a little part on the back end, so let me let me start with you, Reggie. What do you think about the intro? I mean, did it did it kind of catch you, or was it just another just a regular intro? Um, I guess at, at that time, I mean, like it it does nothing for me, like really. Uh, but at that time, at, like it seemed like spoken word was like the big thing at that time, mm-hmm. and so I guess it fitted the album because. It came out during that time. You understand what I'm saying? So it, it, you know, it fits. You know, even when I still listen to it to this day, but uh, it didn't really move me uh, one way or another. Okay, okay. Uh, you feel about the same, Dave? Yeah, it was. It was just. It was just a piece. I mean, it, I think they. Uh, yeah, it, didn't, it was. It was okay. It was just average. It was just a okay. front of the meal spoken word piece. Yeah, yeah. Nothing real hype, but uh, I mean. At, at the time, I guess he wanted to kind of infuse that, which I guess what helped it was uh, was the the background. Like it felt like he was like setting a scene. Um, it really f- kind of felt like she was out on the street corner or just on the street um, in front of a store. 
um, in Chicago or something like that. But we'll move on to track two. Um, Real featuring Sarah Green. This was mm, this was this was interesting for for uh, a first like legit song on his album. Um, it didn't necessarily wow me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go to you, Dave. Like, what did anything stand out about this song? Uh, not really. I mean, it was it was it was a mediocre track. Like he he did his job on the beat. Um, I thought the hook was bad. Um, listening to it now, you know what I mean. I I feel like that's kind of a reoccurring theme on the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't realize how bad some of his hooks were. <laughs> but this 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 is one of those tracks, man. Like. We all know Lupe could spit, man, but I don't know. The, the hook kind of dragged the, the whole track down, and it's already like an average track. Yeah, I agree. It wasn't. It wasn't like an ear catching kind of track, uh, especially. And the hook was a letdown. Um, that, that I guess it was budget cuts. But uh, let me ask you, Reggie. Like, did you feel about the same? Just kind of meh. Uh, I thought the song was okay. Um, it's not necessarily one of my favorite on the uh, the album. However. Um, I mean, like, I guess with me hearing it, um, I'm like, okay, like, you know, like, I guess I was kind of gearing up for like, okay, this guy got some lyrics, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested to see, hear more. And, um, um, it, it was a bait track, I felt, you know what I'm saying? Like, necessarily wasn't his best, but, you know what I'm saying? It was good enough that you said, all right, well, let me listen to what else you get to Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it definitely wasn't his best. I mean, we'll move on to track three then. Just might be okay featuring Gemstones, which he's um he's throughout his his albums. Um, well, his first two definitely, but uh, this was produced by Prolific, and actually Prolific helped write it, which I'm assuming he helped write the hook. But uh, again, I I felt like the the hook was a bit of a struggle. Was the delivery cool? Yeah, but the hook was a little bit of a struggle. I think I think the production um stood out on this one for me though. Uh, let me ask you, Dave. Um, did you felt about the same, or, or what stood out to you? I, um, this track was the bar. I think uh, low key this had some of like the best. It was one of the best written tracks on the on the album. Um, uh, like a lot of the, uh, he did a lot of like subtle stuff with his with his rhyme schemes and stuff. But I like um, the, the, the writing of it per se. Um, also when they they. They kind of re- he released a video for it a couple years ago when uh, when Eric Gardner went um, when they had that that non indictment mm-hmm. on that case and that kind of it gave the song like a new birth and a new weight to it and kind of reinvented it but I I, I dig the track I, I like this one though okay okay all right that's uh that's encouraging all right so Reggie we'll uh we'll swing it on over to you man <laughs> I mean did you uh, how'd you feel about the track about the same or or what no, I thought this was a strong track too. Uh, um, it, I think it actually resonated a little bit more because I think I'm because I'm from Chicago, mm-hmm. and it felt like you know a dude from Chicago spit. You know what I mean? So it was like I, I resonated more with it. I felt it more. Uh, like Dave was saying, it was it was definitely uh, he was like I said the first track he baited me in. This definitely showed that he had bars, and I'm like, all right. I thought the beat was okay though. Like the beat, I wasn't mad at the beat. Um, yeah. I think because it was so bar heavy, you know what I'm saying. So the beat was kind of simple, but it allowed me to focus on what he was saying and the way he was delivering it. You know what I'm saying? And his rhyme scheme, I thought it, it it all went well together. I liked the beat personally. Um, it felt like I was like watching Saturday morning cartoons from like 
you know what I'm saying, like the, the 90s or 80s, really the 80s. And it was just, it, I thought it was dope. Um, I liked the track. Yeah. I, I felt, I kind of felt similar, like to Real, but I thought it was a little bit better than Real. Like I felt like he was building up to something. Real was cool. This was a little bit better. It had a little bit, to me, it had a little bit better hook just based off delivery. And uh, I, I agree with the wordplay, man. The wordplay was pretty sweet. Now we get into one of his more popular tracks, though. Kick Push. Again, produced by Soundtrack. Soundtrack produced um, a bunch of tracks on this album. But... Uh, <laughs> 90% of them. Hey, well, real quick, though, before before we get into Kick Push too much, I, the, that, um, the real, he, it's like one of my favorite lines when he say, uh, uh, I backflip on the match they slept on me on. Like, that's one of the coldest bars. Like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, it's simple, but, like, when he said it, like, it made me, you know what I mean? Like, it took me back again. Like, I'm from Chicago, like, outside flipping on mattresses. Like, I'm like, dude, this is, this is dope. So, like you said, it it, it was definitely a build-up to, to something more. I like, I like the, um, the, the My Vita Local was built, like, by Vila, via God. Yeah. <laughs> he did his thing with the bars, man. Yeah, he was definitely a beast with the bars. I felt like uh, I, I was gonna say I think he was almost too much of a beast sometimes. Like I, I was like, dude, he's just, he's running so much stuff at me. Like I can't even. I, it was it was almost difficult to process. Kind of like um, Eminem style in a, in a way at times. Um, it's it's just difficult to process. Like I would actually have to read it. But his the bars were definitely at an elite level. Um. But again, we'll move forward to track four, Kick Push, which again, like I said, was produced by Soundtrack and then Lupe and Soundtrack wrote it. This was like the big, um, this was kind of like the big debut for him. And I thought it was interesting that he chose this track, uh, 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 I guess a storytelling track, um, one that was based around skateboarding, which I guess was one of his loves. But uh, I thought this was an interesting choice, especially for like a number four on a on a, a major album. Um, Reggie, what what do you think about that? Like, did that stand out to you? You talking about like the placement of the track? I'm talking about yeah, the placement of it and the track, even the track. Yeah, most yeah, the, the placement of the track because usually people will have something a little bit like bigger for like a track four. So. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm just trying to trying to get your opinion on that. Like, did you did that stand out to you? You know what? Um, actually, it didn't. Um, I mean, I, I've never really like been that deep into you know what I'm saying all that. However, um, now that you didn't bring it to my attention, though, I think it does fit because at that time, who he was kind of marketing to, it was a big track for them. Um, I'm a fan of the track uh, because at that time, uh, it's kind of some of the stuff he was talking about, like the, the culture or like, you know, even some of the clothes. I remember the video vividly uh, but of what he was talking about and stuff in that, in, that, um, in that song, though. It was kind of the stuff that I was into at the time. And I think that because I was I wasn't as young as maybe some of the other people were, even though he's my age. But I think that that song fitted to that audience, uh, the audience that he was reaching for. And I think it was a big track for them. I mean, the track was actually 
um, pretty controversial too because I remember they was like trying to fight him over that track because they was like trying to like say his authenticity of like skateboarding wasn't real. Like they thought he was like trying to make money off the culture. So oh, see. like he was a poser. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember uh, like uh, DGK, uh, the Dirty Ghetto Kids, is a skate group. And I remember they was like literally trying to like ride up on them, like and fight them, like for this song. Uh, so it was kind of interesting, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I thought it fit, man. I thought it fit. Mm, okay. Okay, that's an interesting perspective. So let me let me swing it over to you, Dave. Like, did did the same thing kind of stand out? Like, did, do you feel like the the track was placed about like where it should have been? Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm like uh, I, I thought it was interesting. It came right behind uh, the, the like the last track kind of had like that a lot of instrumentation and live like music to it that uh the soundtrack had did. Mm-hmm. Like both these tracks kind of fit like that. So as far as placing, I, I felt like it was fine. It was simple. It was smooth. Um, it was unique because it was about skateboarding. You know what I mean? Like a black dude talking about skateboarding and relationships and that kind of stuff. But it, it worked. You know what I mean? Because that was his pocket. And it, it, he wasn't trying to do something or be somebody else. All right, that's why I did most about it. Yeah. I mean, let me clear that up. I, it's not like I didn't like the track. I do like, I did like the track and I still do like the song. Um I love the story. Uh, I think like the like it. He paints the picture so clear. Um, but it's just I felt like man, like this is track four, and it's kind of interesting because right behind that, which is what we'll get into, is um, I Gotcha, which was produced by the Neptunes, and I think I think he felt like this would be like the big, um, like the big commercial song. I think he felt good about Kick Push, but I think he, I I, I mean I don't know how it went. I wasn't there. But I would assume just by how he placed it on the on the album that he felt like I Gotcha was another one of those like big songs. So um, I start with you, Dave. Like, what stood out to you about I Gotcha besides the lyrics? Because he has some killer lyrics on this. I guess how catchy it was. Uh, I felt like it was one of the better hooks on the album. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was a classic Neptune type beat. It was cool, I guess. I, I, they didn't really jump off the page. Mm-hmm. It, it fit. It fit with the flow of the album. Like it, it, you can. That's why you can listen to it straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, I he felt like it was a good placement for the track. He had a run uh, on this on this this track of um, lyrics with soap. Like like Doobie said, I be I be on my green like Irish Springs. Like he had a yeah. run where he was just like <laughs> like he was blowing my mind with it like. Like Reggie, did that did that stand out to you? Like, was that? Well, did it get you like it got me? Yeah, no, nah, this is one of my favorite tracks on the album, man. Uh, I know that that lyric vividly because you say this is where I keep the bars like bathtub edges. And you yeah. take my eyes and my doves, my levers and my vests. It takes much. It takes half of your bubble bath and that's my freshness. So I mean, I was like, dude, this is. I, I remember reminding it like, hey man, what did he say? You know what I mean? So this this. I agree though, like this was one of the better hook tracks. But I remember the beat too, like the way it just kinda like that like that bump. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then the way he was rhyming, like, you know, he gave you some short bars and then some you know, he extended it when he needed to. I mean it was just a dope all around song. I mean it was like at this point, like I was glad I kept listening. You know what I mean? Like uh like I'm I'm getting to the build up and I can see, you know what I'm saying, where this is going. 
yeah 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 I, I like how it comes on like i said it wasn't it wasn't what i expected or it wasn't what i wanted at the time like i wanted something like touch the sky but that's not him like it was it, it wasn't him and as we come to find out throughout the years it's, it's never really been him he doesn't he's not looking for necessarily commercial success but he he wants to his his lyrics are the big thing like his just what he's trying to tell you the story which is another song that we get into on track six the instrumental um featuring uh jonah jonah matranga and uh it was produced by mike Shinoda. and around this time lincoln park was like pretty huge but uh Mm -hmm. this was this was like i never really liked this song because i felt like it was it it just didn't i didn't vibe with it but listening to it again recently like i i kind of like this song like the story that he's telling he's like basically like it was these these different situations where you're basically stripped of your voice and all that's left is the instrumental like i just i just really dug that concept so let me ask you Reggie. like what stood out to you about the instrumental no um i agree like when i when i i remember originally listening to it and i you know just listening to it i'm like okay like man this is a, a okay sound but like listening to it now and kind of like seeing how like let's just say like television social media the internet how far it's come from that point just even that point like it wasn't like we was living in some dark age like you can see how you know what i'm saying true this you know this track is in reference to you know like you know those things you know what i'm saying and how people treat it and how it can be you know what i'm saying if not respected how you will feel so i thought it was a dope song man um like I can't uh, really think of something off the, off the top that he was saying, but uh, I just thought like the way he was using his metaphors and describing everything, I thought it was it was ill. Yeah, I, I, it almost felt like he was telling it from perspective of I don't want to say it. I mean, like a, almost like an emo kid, like somebody who just wears all black, goes to school, sits in the corner, um, just watches people and like does his own thing, like draws. Or, stuff like that i don't know man like that that's kind of how it felt and at the time you know i was in i wasn't in high school but i was like i was like man i'm past all this but like like you say like as i've as i've gotten older and and listened to it recently i was like this kind of dope like i kind of i i appreciate his perspective on that so was it the same like what what stood out to you dave like was it about the same for you or like was this whack yeah it's like you said the concept was one thing um always been a big fan of mike sonoda um like Lincoln Park, uh, I think he was behind um, Hybrid Theory and uh, Minutes to Midnight. He also produced the, the Collision Course, Collision Course, with uh, with Jay Z. I like I, I always liked his production. So like that combined with like the story, like you said, and like the the the, the, the theme of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I I thought it was an interesting uh, interesting track. I always liked it though. The second verse, I really um. I really like. It's a surprising. It was like it was kind of a deep track. It was, you know, kind of talking about like uh, depression with the media and that kind of stuff. Like it was oh, obsession with the media, but it was it, it was an interesting yeah. track, man. Yeah, like it was it was definitely uh, have it had a lot of layers. Um, yeah. yeah, like you said, like the one like one minute, you know what I'm saying? Like 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 Green said, he was seemed like he was a kid, kind of like just sitting in the corner, like he just 
You know what I mean? Like he's like a nobody and he's kind of just watching the world, you know, like happen around him. But then in the next moment, like he kind of gets a little deeper and he kind of talks about like how this kid is being influenced by everything he sees. And you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. it may not necessarily be good for him or whatever, but it just, it just kept having layers and layers. I'm like, man, this is a dope track. Like, and like I said, I'm, I see that now as I'm older. You know what I mean? And it's like, I got a kid or, you know, you just see how like kids are committing suicide because they're not getting likes on social media or, you know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. You know, you just see like how, how uh, dope this track is. Yeah. And it shows the, the, the effects of like internet and, and television. Like if, if, if he, if he took a song to talk about this, like back in, back then like bro like it's 10 20 times more now you know what i'm saying with like your phone mm-hmm. is on you at all times like people are walking around don't even put their head up and just be looking on their phones like it's 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 Captain absolutely killed crazy. over madden over madden man it's, it's... dude it's crazy man like he has a he has a line in here i was just looking at the lyrics because he he did a lot of this he played off of his first verse into the second verse he he said he, he just sits and watches the people in the boxes everything he sees he absorbs and adopts it like like dude like that's exactly that's exactly what's happening now like whether it's a, a big box like i it just sticks out in my head like i remember like my mother and my grandma say that box is gonna ruin your brain and she was talking about the tv now and nowadays it's like right. you carrying right. A, a, a media device in your pocket at all times. You can connect with anybody. You can see anything. Like it's just, dude, it's it's crazy, man. But I, that right. I think that's why I appreciate this song more now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was looking at the lyrics too when he said, uh, he said, "You buy new clothes just to have those scars. You built that roof just to have those scars." And it says, "Now you can't go back to the start." Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, same thing we were just kind of always talking about. Like, you, you see people on social media, like, they, 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 like, nobody shows, like, you know, them having a bad day. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody, you know, showing their pictures when they at their best. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like you said, people are, you know, committing suicide over, you know what I'm saying, the simplest stuff. It seems to us, like, man, this is just, like, idiot. You know what I'm saying? Like, to do something just over something like this. But, man, people are taking it to that extreme, man. And this, this album is I mean, this album is Dude, it, it's it's funny because, the, I mean, that's that's a good thought. Just playing off of that, like people feel like the the picture that you paint, the picture that's painted on social media is something to be believed. Like, dude, like none of that is real. <laughs> like none of that is real, man. Like it's all fake. It's only for likes and for attention. And like if they, dude, if, I know I. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying, like, I know a dude, like, he was getting upset because nobody was, like, liking his pictures. And I'm trying to say to myself, like, dude, how do you even know if people are on, like, the site? <laughs> like, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, what if I ain't been on there in three days? Like, how you gonna get <laughs> mad at me because I'm not liking, you know what I'm saying, the fact that you went down the street and bought a sandwich? Like, I don't understand... Like, where's all this frustration coming in? Like, oh, nobody congratulated me on, on me buying my house. Like, dude, why you just didn't text me and say, like, man, I bought a new house? Like, why is it all of a sudden social media, like, is the extent that, or who your real friends are? 
Right. Because of your life. Like, like we've, we're it's losing we losing connection. Like it's it's and it's yeah. it's deep, man. Like I had to I told my wife yeah. a few times, she was like, Well nobody calls me. I was like, Well, do you call them? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I ain't trying to get in, <laughs> go that far into it, but is it, Lupe was speaking to that? Like, I mean, from a no, kid, from a, from a kid's point of view, he's like, man, this this you, they, they, these our kids are following this stuff. Like, whatever they see on this box, that's what they following. They mocking it. Like, it's they're absorbing it all, and it's affecting their lives. And we 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 see the we see the the detrimental effects of it. So. We'll, we'll move on to track seven. He Say, She Say featuring Gemstones and Sarah Green. I'm going to be honest, fellas. This track speaks to me. It has always spoken to me. This is this is by far my favorite song on this album. The story is simple. Really? Yes. The story is simple. The explanation is clear. But... I, it connected with me on a level that I I don't think I've ever had an artist connect with me on. Like this was just this dude. This the story about a dead and a father who abandons a child. They call them deadbeats, whatever you want to call them. Dude, for for him to explain it so clearly, he said he used to turn his homework in first, like he was the classroom starter. Burst into tears, let him know he sees. Like I could quote this song. Like I'm not even looking at lyrics right now. I could quote this. Nice fighting in class. Got a note last week that said he might not pass. Kids asked me if my daddy is sick of us, cause you'll never pick me up. Woo! Like, bro, you see what the problem is? He don't know where his papa is. Like, bro, I'm like, dude, I <laughs> he he destroys me with this song every time, man. So I, I'm a, no positive role no model to play. That is that's that's my joint, though. To play football, or build railroad models, dude. Yep. He he kills it, man. So I'm I'm gonna start with Dave. Like, what's what stood out to you, or what stands out to you about he say she say, if anything? The, the simplicity of it. Like uh, it, it's a, it's a simple story of a, of a father like abandoning his father from from a mother and son's perspective. Yeah. Um, it's dope, but like listening to it now, I feel like the the biggest strength of the song is kind of the biggest weakness because it's essentially only one verse. Just told from but two different perspectives. He made subtle tweaks. Yeah, just a couple like perspective tweets and then he flipped it to another person but I mean it's, it's a dope track it, it, I, I don't know I feel like the strength is the weakness in my opinion but it's still a dope track I mean I can understand man it's it's almost a niche kind of deal it's not you know it's not necessarily for everybody it won't it won't necessarily grab everybody but it's you know he I felt like he, he had to tell this story and, and I think that not to, I, I kind of disagree because I feel like the strength is the simplicity. He's focusing on the aspect of it. Like I'm imagining if he did a video, he's talking to this guy from a perspective. Like they're both saying it to him. Like one is on one side, one is on the other, and he's listening to it, or he, or maybe he's not. But they're both telling it from their perspectives. Like I, I just, I just felt like, like that's the the beauty is in the struggle or in the simplicity in this in this aspect. But 
uh, Reggie, like, what what stood out to you about this song? No, I, I'm just shocked that that uh, you know what I'm saying you like the track. I mean, I I, I love the track as well. Um, a lot of people like don't really like maybe possibly care for this track that much, but I, I agree. Like the simplicity of the track uh, made it dope. Um, and then like uh, David said, like the fact that he just changed one or two words, I, I felt like another person was saying it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was. It was that simple, but it was that dope in terms of him changing those few words to make it sound like it was another person. And I saw the video in my head too. Like I saw the video of the of the, of the mother talking to the baby daddy on the phone, or the you know, and then he get guilty. He comes over, you know what I mean, like to see the kid, and now the kid is talking to him. Like that's how I always envision it. So I mean, I thought the song was dope though. Uh, I mean, the way he told it, it was simple. I mean, like, you could see it. You could, you know, almost as if you was, you know, looking through a window and seeing it all take place. Like, that's how clear it was when he, when he was painting this with his words. So, I always thought this was a dope track. Dude, I, I love this. Like, I could I could talk about this just, like, forever because I I can't – I honestly, I can't believe he, he was able to deliver it in that way. Like – and just with just a subtle tweak, I felt like I felt like it was two different people. Even when I'm like, I know, okay, I know what he's gonna say. But when you give it that perspective change, like you go from from listening to the mother to listening to the son, like it just, dude, that's 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 a pretty strong effect. So I, I don't know. I it's it's my favorite track on the album, just personally. But we'll move I think on. it's dope too the fact that I was gonna say I think it's dope too the fact that he can because his and his father was in his life like that just shows you how talented he was you know to I be mean? like Dude. a lot of times that comes from a different place you know yes. what I mean but the fact that I mean not to say that he didn't have you know friends that felt like this you know and so he could be able to tell his story but the fact that it wasn't his own life like I thought that was that was dope too that aspect of it Dude, I, I agree it's amazing for an artist to be able to tell a story um that detail from that, from another person's perspective, because maybe he didn't go through that, you know, maybe he was like Clarence, and Clarence's parents have a real good marriage. Like, it, it, maybe it was like that. I don't know, but, <laughs> <laughs> but if he, if his dad was in his life, I mean, he could have still, he could have still went through something similar. But like that, I just do. I just, I just found it amazing. I don't know, man. But we'll we'll move on to um track eight, sunshine, um pretty simple cool kind of wooing track where he's just trying to talk to this girl um i liked it like personally i think like this is where he started to have this stretch of like like really like the the dope stories i thought the hooks got a little better even though there wasn't a hook i'm sorry there was a hook on the last one but i i I just thought it i thought he got a little bit better like i just I just felt like he he just kept building, kept building, kept building. I mean, yeah, we're, we're track eight, so you should be kind of like at the top, but you know he's not there yet. But sunshine, so I'm 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 gonna swing it to you, Reggie. Um, what did you what stood out to you about sunshine? Uh, no, I, man, this song is uh this is another good song, man, another good track. Um, uh, my wife actually loved this song. So anytime my wife loves a rap song. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it too. Hey, that's, that's a ten in my book because it's, it's not. It don't happen that often. 
Um, but yeah, I just thought it was a dope song. It, it showed his ability to tell stories even more. I mean, we was already kind of getting a little bit of it, and then this kind of got a little melody to it, a little two-step bop to it. Spitting again, you know, even had like some references where he kind of like big enough common sense in it, you know, common, another Chicago artist. So I thought it was a dope track. Uh, and I, I'm a fan of this track as well. Yeah, I'm calm, a little more confident. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I, I always like that line. Um, Dave, like, what stood out to you about Sunshine? Like, did you you feel about the same? Mm. <laughs> oh, right. oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was cool, man. I didn't. Uh, I don't know. I felt like he, he should have put somebody on the hook, uh, just vocally, but. It was okay to me. I, it, nothing really stood out for sunshine to me. Oh, man. Damn it. Damn it. That's shocking, man. I don't okay, know. I honestly don't know what to say, Peace man. Like, Peace <laughs> uh, shall we move on? Uh, number nine, Daydreaming, uh, featuring Jill Scott. I'm going to be honest, fellas. I was never a huge fan of this song. And for, for, for one reason only, man. For one reason only. I had this, I had this surefire idea for what the video should have been for this, and I just, I, I just, I'm like, he's gonna do it, he's gonna do it, and when the video came out, I, the the the, the disappointment was strong. Uh, ah, with the robot. Yes, dude, it made no sense to me. Like he was on top of the robot, I felt like he should have been the bro. It just, I ain't gonna get into it, man. But I, I felt it, like the streets should have been the robot. Like, like he kind of like going through the streets and then like pans up and that the robot like, the, the, it looked like look down and the robot is the street or something like that. Like would have made more sense. But the, actually being uh, like, it wouldn't have fit the lyrics because he was he was acting trying or whatever he was running around in. No, no, it did, it would it would have fit the lyrics because he said it like he said he was in the song saying like the crackhead's big about the lower leg, so that would have been around the lower leg. He could have had the street. I got up with that. I'm, I'm I like that 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 take on the on the video. That would have been dope. Oh, man. And he said they, 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 they do drive-bys up and down the side. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been... That would have been dope if he'd have done oh, that. Oh, I see. I, like, he would have been I laying flat. I, I get you. Yeah. I get you. Okay, I, I dig that. I dig that. But the, but but what he produced? Like, what actually... What he actually put out? No. I, I don't know what that was. You know what, you man? You know what? I, I, I got I to I gotta apologize, man. Because I got, I got my song flipped. <laughs> Sunshine, sunshine. I, you know, I listened to it this time. It was about. Uh, I didn't know it had kind of doubled as a metaphor for hip hop. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that that was dope to me. I, I see. I got the song flip flop, man. Daydreaming was mediocre to me. Uh, okay. But sunshine was dope. My bad. I I, I got my song flipped. I put that I, in the wrong spot. I'm, I'm glad we got that cleared up. Oh man. <laughs> Well, no, nah, that because now that, that changes my viewpoint on daydreaming. I like daydreaming. And man, I like but, that. But song. you like daydreaming because of the idea that you just had about what the video should have been. But what I'm saying well, is, too, like, if I'm just if I'm just listening to the lyrics, I'm like, oh man, this is cold. Because I'm like, and I'm picturing it, and he really just yeah. talking about the West Side of Chicago. I mean, right. ultimately, like, that's what he's doing. So 
I mean, again, we from Chicago, so we can relate. And I'm like, oh man, this is this is this is a cold song. And then Jill on the hook, it just kind of brought everything together, and she harmonized on that board. Yeah. So, I just just track along, dope. But again, I was disappointed a little bit with the video as well. I thought he could have done more with it. It should have been better as a cartoon. That's what he should have did. Mm, right. Mm. Then he could have played played way more with the with the actual, you know what I'm saying, things that are taking place that you're talking about. Maybe the budget didn't allow him to do what we wanted him to do with that. With I, the, thought with the, that. Like, thing, but, I thought about that. But a cartoon would have been dope. Cartoon would have been dope. But he could have he could have set himself up for a cartoon by making a dope video. Like he should have been the robot laid out with people like all the stuff happening to him. Like I what I don't know, man. I I was just I was just disappointed. I'm still disappointed. The cool song, it, it actually he actually won a Grammy for it. It was like best um best that's something. Whatever. It was cool. It just it it just wasn't what it should have been. I'm gonna move on. Track ten. The cool. Uh, this was produced by Kanye, and honestly, I wouldn't have known unless I just read it right here. Um, I understand that Lupe, because he was setting himself up for uh, a, a a a trilogy, so it was supposed to be he was introducing the cool. Um, and then you had the second album and then you had the third one which was supposed to be LUP end like it was he was setting this, he was trying to set it up but it never really materialized the way it, he thought it would but if you want to talk about songs not standing out like th- to me this just was, this was meh so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to you Dave like did, did something stand out to you about this song anything Absolutely. I mean, the, the blasphemy and not, not, dude, this track, this, this is my favorite track. Blas- <laughs> blasphemy. My God. Hey, man. <laughs> Look, when, you, when you're talking about, like, I've always been a fan of stories. So, this song in particular, like, having dude wake up in the grave and, like, go back through his life like that. It, I mean, the, the whole story, like you said with the other song, like, he could kind of visualize the album I imagine him doing something like that like having it like an animated type deal with him like going back because I mean the way he kind of break down everything from from when he wake up he waking up and then the casket still got Hennessy you know still in his socks and from from when they poured it out and, and, and pictures of his daughter in his pocket it's just a, like a lot of little details he put in the story and then like like I always like the uh the he was working like a uh reverse archaeologist except his buried treasure with sunshine or something like that like the, the story always get me in this song man I, I was always a big fan of it it was like a low-key uh kanye track like the the production didn't really jump off the jump out you know jump out the speakers but right as far as like a theme and and, and kind of starting the whole because this led to the second album this is like the theme for the second album but that whole thing always got me. I, I always like this track. Okay. All right. You ain't sold me, but okay. Uh, I've, I've, I've heard your <laughs> argument. Now I raise you, Reggie. Uh, can you convince me that this was dope? I mean, I don't know if I can convince you. I thought the, I thought the sound was dope, too. Um, again, like, 
I mean, like what he said, I mean, he came back and then he like going down the same street he was just shot at and he kind of mentioned that the same dude that shot him was now trying to rob him because they ain't recognize him. Like all that stuff was just, it just showed how dope of a storyteller he was. And I just thought that this was an ill story. Like that just showed like where he was at. Like, I mean, you could tell he into comic books and all that stuff and, and it's because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like almost a superhero. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like it's like across. a space zombie, man. Like the people yeah, on the block talking about, yeah. dang, this nigga stink. Like, <laughs> like it, it's so thought out, man. It, it is. It is. It is. And then that last line where he say, uh, he put the gun to his head, and he said, "You scared, ain't you?" He said, "Hustler." He said, "Hustler for death, no heaven for a gangster." I was like, "Oh man, that's, that's dope." Like. <laughs> Hey, and then I, for that to be a setup for a whole album, I was like, oh, man, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had no idea that that was going to be how it was going to turn up. But, I mean, and you know what I'm saying? Now that you look at it, like, man, that was a setup. Like, that's a, that's a ill, that's an ill way to even envision your second album. He was working on the first album and already knew what he was going to do for the second album. Yeah, because this was, this was supposed to be, he was doing it in, in reverse because um, on The Cool, the second album, he had a number of tracks that spoke to this character, uh, Michael Young, Michael Young history. And um, this was supposed to be like the last part of it. So it's, I, I mean, okay, looking at the, looking at it from that perspective, yeah, okay, it's cool. But I don't know, it still didn't grab me, whatever. I, I mean, I don't know what to say, fellas. Uh, not, not. I mean, I, I appreciate the explanation, though. No doubt. Let me, let me clarify that. I do appreciate the explanation um, and the stuff behind it, but I don't know. It just didn't grab me like I, I wanted it to. So, track eleven, "Hurt Me So," produced by Needles, written by Lupe. I dig this track. Like I always have. I like the hook. Um, the lyrics I thought was good. Like the story. Like it just. I, I felt it. I don't know. I just I felt it. Um, I'm gonna try to keep it simple. That's that's a short and sweet explanation. Um, I go to you, Dave. Like, did you feel it? Um, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was surprisingly deep, man. For 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 a track, uh, I guess that kind of came after the cool. Kind of talked about his conflicts with the rap with the rap industry and stuff. This is another one that that kind of suffered from a bad hook. But uh, I, I I dug the story. I dug what he did with it. But it, it, you know, it kind of balanced out to an okay track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a world beater, but I, it, I, again, I dug it. So I'm gonna swing it to you, Reggie. Um, what stood out to you about "Hurt Me So"? No, I, I like this track too. Uh, I like the melody of the beat, and then I thought the way he kind of like wrote the beat um, made it. You know what I'm saying? Like that much more likable. Um, I, I, you know what I'm saying? The 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 hook. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It don't really stand out to me, but the verses. You know what I mean? Like the bars in it. How he was explaining his experiences, and then how he was explaining, you know, people overseas, and just you know what I mean? Like how he brought all that together. I just thought it was dope, man. Like just always a fan, man. I mean, you know. I can't really like come off with any lyrics offhand uh, without looking at something, but uh, I mean, just that rundown of artists and how he related and how it related to him, 
thought it was a great homage. You know, like. His, I, I hear you. I, I, I'm gonna give you some time to look up the lyric because I'm looking at some lyrics right here. Like this, this always got me. But just reading it, <clears throat> he says, "I found a condom on the ground that Johns were coming to, and thought what constitutes a prostitute in the pursuit of profit. Then they drop it." The homie in the suit, pat her on the butt, then Rocky. It seems I was seeing the same scene adopted. Like, dude, just, my goodness, man. Like, <laughs> he was painting a picture, man. Like, he was, he's, this is just dope. And I thought the hook was serviceable, but it worked. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like the pre, some of the previous songs that, that you hear on this album. Like, it, I don't know. It just felt like it worked. Um, no, I like his wordplay. Um, I think it was like uh, verse three when he say uh, Macintosh marketing, oil field arguing, resilient adolescent disarmament, Israeli occupation, Islamic martyr. Like he just kept like, mm-hmm. but I mean like he was saying all this stuff, but it was like still over this like melodic track. Like yeah. I was just like, dude, this is it's dope, man. Like how he can just do that, and it was like nothing to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you can tell like when that. The way he was saying those bars and how he was saying, like I could tell, like Eminem was the influence of him. Like you know what I mean? Like it was that easy to see in that. You know what I'm saying? And again, it just showed me like he was able to tell stories, but he also had them bars. Uh, Dave, you, you agree with that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, mean, I, I just a new track, bro. We still talking about the same one. We still like, talking about the same one. We'll move on. Hey, 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 hey! Don't get no, off. I mean. We'll move on. Yeah, cool. I feel like yeah, you said it. I just I thought I heard you breathing over there. I thought you had something on your mind. We'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on to track twelve. Pressure. Featuring Jim Stones and Jay Z. Um, this was supposed to be some kind of standout track because he had Jay Z on it. It was going back and forth. I didn't feel that way. Uh I, and, and here's the reason why. <clears throat> there on his uh on his mixtape, which Dave introduced me to. This was a song that was on there, and um, it didn't have a hook, and it didn't have Jay-Z, but, dude, this was dope. Like, I liked his three verses better than Jay-Z's added verse in it. Like, it just, I just felt like Jay-Z just kind of came in the studio, like, after lunch and was like, eh, okay, I dropped this. Like, I, I give you a couple bars, and it just walked out. Like, I just didn't... <laughs> Like honestly, I, I I did not care for it, but I go to you first, Reggie. Straighten me out. I mean, or, or no, um, am I right? No, I mean, uh, I'm I'm always a, a Jay Z fan. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree that he should have jumped on this track. I think it was just one of them things, like you said, like. Maybe they was in the studio. He was like, Jay Z was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back. Like, I think I'm gonna come out of retirement. He was like, oh, you gotta get on the album. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how it felt. You know what I'm saying? Like, and Jay Z for whatever reason picked this track. I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that was the track he was working on when he was having this conversation. But that's what it felt like. You know what I'm saying? It didn't feel like it was thought out at all. It just felt like maybe you know what I'm saying. Again, like they just were talking. Jay Z got on there. Or maybe Jay-Z was on this track originally and he stole it and then they just added I don't know, you know what I'm saying? But it didn't seem like they were supposed to be on this together. Outside of that, the track was dope. I mean, uh, again, heavy bars, you know what I'm saying? What he talking about, the subject matter, everything was dope about this song. 
dope. I mean, okay. All right. Okay. Um, Dave, was it dope? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to agree, man. I, I thought it was, I liked the beat, man. I like, obviously he did his thing with the bars. It got Jay-Z on it. I feel like the one swing and mess was the hook. Yeah. Like you said, like the original, original didn't really have a hook. It had zero hook, which was like, so, it like, worked. And then that was that yeah. new gemstones. Like he didn't sing it well. I ever yeah, yeah. It, it kind of it, it it slowed the song down. Like I felt like if him him and Jay Z could have went back and forth, I feel like this would have been the perfect track. Okay. Well, even if he just spit his bar and gave Jay Z a verse, and then he did you know one more or whatever. Like I feel like that would have been that would have been the perfect track. But the, the the hook wasn't good at all on here. Yeah, it wasn't. It and it, 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 took it, it, I, it, it, it it yeah, it was like a it was like a negative. The hook but was dude, dude. I, I I still like the track. Like he blew the like the budget was blown and he was like, Oh man, we forgot to put a hook on this thing. Jim Stones. Get in here. <laughs> get in here and give us something. <laughs> My life, everything I do, like oh, oh just Yeah, I hate I hate that too. And that would have been dope if, if Jay Z probably if they would have maybe traded off like that might have would have added to the song being better with Jay Z being on it. Um, but like I said, like because he say like and big homies coming out of retirement, like it just seemed like it was a verse that like was created right then and there at that moment, and Jay Z just jumped on it. Like like he told him first, like hey man, I'm thinking I'm coming back, I'm gonna start rapping. Like that's how I felt, you know what I'm saying? So uh, terrible. It's a dope song though. And I even like the stuff that Jay Z was saying in his, in his thing, but it just seemed out of place. It was. It, yeah. I'm going to move on because I could just rag on that song. Track 13, American Terrorist featuring Matthew Santos, which is somebody that he would collab with numerous amounts of times. I, honestly, I think he still does from time to time. Um, this was cool. This was cool. Um, I like the hook. It felt like a, 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 a afternoon and. and Havana somewhere and you just like <laughs> it's some kind of revolution you know and, and people running down the streets with masks on and, and getting tear gas tossing their face like I, I just feel like I, I, I liked it I liked it I liked the story um I thought it was dope so I'm gonna go to you Dave like what stood out to you about American Terrorist I like the, this was one of the, the the songs the few songs that had like actual good hook like uh, Santos did his thing on the hook it, it pulled the whole track together. It's a real political track. Um, I really like the third verse, but um, I, I felt like this was well done. Like it was, a, it was a complete song. Like it, it, nothing was really missing. Something you got your bars. I, it was a little heavy politically, actually, like a little too heavy, but um, it, it, it all worked. Like it was, it was still a really good track. Yeah, yeah. I thought it, it it was extremely political. I mean, even the title "American Terrorist," I had a feeling what yeah, was coming, yeah. but he was he made it pretty clear, like from the jump. So, uh, Reggie, you felt about the same, or what stood out to you? No, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. It was it was it was heavy, uh, especially for that time too. Um, I, you know what I'm saying? That was like the, all that uh, Osama bin Laden and all that stuff. Like that was. This was like pretty deep at that time to actually even put it in a rhyme and like rap about it. Uh, again, like it just showed that he was, you know, dope in terms of being able to talk about other things than just 
you know, what typical rappers would talk about. Um, and then it was the way he put it all together. Um, um, but yeah, I, I agree with y'all. It was it was definitely deep, um, and it was it was it was heavy subject matter. It was heavy, especially on like verse three. What he talking about? Don't get a black man food. Get red man liquor. Red man food. That's what I said, black man. man that, that verse is crazy. Oh, yeah. Woo. Get yellow no, man too. Make him railroad builder. And also give him pan. Make him pull gold from river. Get black man crack that glocks and things. Get red man craps slot machines. Now bring it back. Goodness. That third verse is enough. You out there hurting feelings, man. So, uh. No, I mean. <laughs> yeah, that whole. That, that whole. All that stuff is it's crazy. I was looking at some of the lyrics now, like, dude, it's, it's, it's deep when you start looking at some of the lyrics and what he was saying. A beast. So, uh, track 14, Emperor Soundtrack. This was cool. Um, I don't know. I expected something better with the title Emperor Soundtrack, but uh, I, I, I swing it to you, uh, Reggie. Like, what stood out to you about it? Man, that, this is, uh, I don't know, let me, let me make sure this is, what song I'm thinking it is. Oh no, this is, this is one of my favorite songs on the album. You thought it was just okay? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't mean to offend you. <laughs> I just didn't, yeah. it's not one of the songs that I remember on there. Like, it's, it's, it, the Emperor soundtrack had one of the better, like, beats. Yes. But I, I don't know what he's talking about. Like, I, I to this day, I can't figure out what this song is about. And it's like a, it's a weird structure, too, with the song. Like, because it's, it's, he got, like, hooks going into the verses. But, like, the hook is different. And he got bridges. And it's, it's like five or six verses on the song. Like, it's a weird structure to the song. But it, it's still kind of dope. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, so I guess my take on it was he was speaking, was, and I could be 100% wrong, right? but I thought he was rhyming the whole time about himself and like yeah, yeah. how he approached the game. And so like he was basically a nobody, you know what I'm saying, came through representing who he is to the truest. And he did it like his way, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, again, like it was like nobody can touch him. He was, it was kind of like he was bragging, like I'm, I'm the hottest, youngest artist out right now. Like ain't nobody, ain't nobody hotter than me. And I got that out of the hook. So he said, I only fear God, know the weapons of the weak, the weakness of the heart, and never fall asleep. Like I just thought that that was, he was just like saying, like, dude, I, I only fear God. Like can't none of y'all do nothing to me, uh, impress me, nothing. And you know what I'm saying, y'all just gonna get these balls until I decide not to, you know what I'm saying, retire from rap. That's what I got out of it. So, uh, but I thought it was dope. Um, thought it was one of the dopest tracks. Um, it's one of my favorites. And um, I don't know, man. I, I think of, I think of bragging. <laughs> I think of braggy, braggadocious Lupe. Ain't the best Lupe. I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. I hate to leave it on my personal opinion, but I'm going to leave it right there. Track 15, Kick Push 2. Um, if if With y'all permission, I'm going to move past this. Um, Dang. 
Okay. All right. Fine. We'll, we'll dig into it. I, I, I mean, I, just just briefly, man. I, I I like this one almost more than the first one. It was a little darker. Yeah, it was a little slower. Uh, Story wise, but um, I, I don't know, man. I I I, I I'm, I'm a fan of his storytelling, so I I dug I dug the song. Okay. Uh, Reggie, was was this a standout well, we, track? We you? talking about Kick Twist too? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I agree. Um, it was a little darker, but, um, man, I, I love the song, too. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it fit. I mean, it was like, you gonna have a, a you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, I guess like a, a sequel to, like, you know, I guess a song that was kind of a hit, you know what I mean? Like, I felt it fitted, you know what I'm saying, the album. It was another pick on everything, so uh, I agree. It was It was a dope song. just I don't know man like I why I don't know I guess it's because I like the first one so much like I listened to it and I was like eh, I don't really feel this I, I don't know it's just a personal thing sometimes I get like that get a little aggy but uh, <laughs> track 16 was the outro um just quick thoughts on track 17 was uh theme music to a drive-by which was like it was on his um mixtape this was just dope to me like i just like this is one of my this is the second favorite song on the album person um i'm gonna go to dave first because i think dave knows this like i know this um like did this stand out for you like it stood out for me dude couldn't couldn't agree more man i I felt like this was the perfect intro song especially because like the the original album had this like as the first track Yes. So it like the, the it always seems out of place to me that they they yes. took it like I remember when they shuffled it out and then when the album finally came out they kind of threw it on as a bonus track but I, I always love this track especially because it's, it's it's like an intro track like just the the whole beat and the structure of it it's it's it's, it's perfect for that I hate the fact they kind of stuck it way at the tail end of the album. But I always like the song, man. I, I cannot understand why they didn't just put it. We talked about this. Like I remember the conversations yeah. in the car. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> this is the intro right here. Like this is it. It's, it was perfect. Man, it was disappointing when that album came out. Uh, Reggie, I'm gonna swing it to you real quick. Uh, what you think about um, theme music to a drive by? No, I, I love the song, um, but I. I I didn't know nothing about the mixtape, so y'all was a little ahead of the game. Well, it was um, on a... I uh, keep saying mixtape. I'm sorry. Because I he had a mixtape also, but this was on a leaked copy of the Food of food and Liquor before Food and Liquor uh, came yeah. out. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I, you know, my introduction to him was a little different, so I didn't... Um, I got an introduction to him uh, first, like, when I, when I listened to the uh, late registration with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was all I had, and and I had I, I had kick push and something else, but I saw him perform it live, oh. um, which was crazy, and that's why I became a fan. So when they was like, "Man, he about to drop an album," I was just like mad excited, but I didn't I didn't know I knew nothing about Elite or you know what I'm saying anything prior to that of him. You know what I'm saying? Didn't even know he was from Chicago until like I said that day I saw him live. So. Um, 
I, you know what I'm saying? I, I just thought it was dope that I got some more music, I, you know what I'm saying, out of the album. Right. Um, and, and that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah, it was dope, dude. The leak, dude, if, if he would have stuck with that original arrangement, dude, he would have destroyed. Like, I, this, this would have been like one of my, one of my favorite albums of like, I still love it. It would have been one of my favorite albums of all time because I'm big on how they place tracks. But we'll move on. Um, track 18, Tilted, um, produced by Needles. This was, this was cool too. Like, I like this. I don't like it as much as track 19, but I like Tilted. Um, Reggie, did you get a chance to hear this? Um, I did not um, get a chance to listen to this one. Um, I didn't get a chance to listen to it. I listened to the next one, track 19 and uh, track 20, but I didn't get a chance to listen to this one. I don't know yeah. how I missed this. It's cool. Um, it, it, it happens. It's, it's kind of interesting that I actually, but I, I felt like you might not have listened to it just because um, it's not on the... It, I, th- I thought it was on the original. the deluxe album. Yes, yes, and uh, it wasn't. It wasn't on the the, the the regular normal copy. Plus, it's it's definitely not on iTunes. But Dave, um, what stood out to you about Tilted? Uh, nothing. Oh, I didn't really like it. They, <laughs> I heard this song. Uh, Mike Love from GCI used to Ooh. put out these mixtapes, man, and this was on one of his mixtapes, <laughs> like. Oh. Uh, I remember this was on his mixtape like, like six months or so before before the album came out, and I remember hearing the song. Talking about, talking about Mike that's... Love speaking. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay. We'll move yeah, on. He, he used to put out these mixtapes with like with Chicago artists. It was like Dark Day and a couple other people on there from around the city. Yeah, but, but I that, that that Tilted track was on there. I see why wow, he's just throwing or something. Okay, track nineteen, Carrera Lou featuring Prolific. Um, I like this. Like it was fast paced, upbeat. Like I just, I just dug it. Like I, I was, I was, I feel like it should have been on earlier in the, in the album, but that's just, I guess that's just me. Um, Dave, did you? What stood out to you about Carrera Lou? Just the wordplay. This was one of the songs. I, this was on the original album. This is another one that yes. got kind of bumped out of bumped out of rotation. Yeah. Which I, I could never. Yeah, this, I, could I never mean, really understand that. Yeah, this was, it was weird that they pushed this out too. This like he did some some fun things with his rhyme schemes on here. I like this track. Yeah, I thought it was dope. Um, Reggie, what do you think about Carrera Lou? Uh, same thing. Dope track. Um. It, it felt like it could have fitted with this album as well, or you know what I'm saying, any original, you know what I'm saying, track list for whatever reason they decided not to put it on there. But uh, I'm glad they put it on the deluxe uh, again, like just to hear uh, more music uh, from him. It was talking about a lot of stuff that I could relate to. So uh, yeah, I just I thought it was dope. Okay, okay, glad we in agreement. What it do? Track twenty. Um, this felt like a like a a last song kind of a, a outro I, I would have preferred this over that uh 10 minute outro he actually did where he was just naming everybody in the naming world folks. good mm-hmm. god um <clears throat> reggie uh what stood out to you about what it do oh uh, i agree with you um this was a a dope song um to end with um i, I felt the same 
thought it was a dope track, man. Um, the wordplay was crazy. Um, it was just dope, man. Um, again, I wish I wish it would have uh, been on the original because I never I never got the uh, deluxe when it first dropped. I remember I bought it when it first dropped. I don't think I, they had a deluxe at the time, so I didn't hear this until later on. So uh, uh, again, just just the the bars was crazy. The wordplay, uh, how he kept putting CD and DVD and TV mm-hmm. all in the same. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Lyrics or whatever was cold. And man, it was just a dope track. And that was in the, the very first verse. Uh, quick story. When I first got this album, I went to Best Buy because Lupe was doing an album signing. I got Lupe to sign mine. Um, and all of these songs were on there. It was dope. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was dope. Yeah, man. I got cheated, man. And Best Buy at Ford City. Like nobody. We were in line for about four hours out there, man. Where? At Best Buy? Yeah, I was there. I know you was. I don't remember it being that long, though. Cause they no, he was, was late. You're right. You're right. It was that long because he was late. Yeah, it wasn't no reason for it. I was like, dude, why does this dude so late? But we got him to sign it. It was pretty cool. Um, uh, Dave, um, what it do? Uh, what it do? Fan of the track. I wish it. I wish it was the actual outro though. Like it would. It would have made more sense. It would have fit with the with the album better. Mm-hmm. Than the than the actual credits type deal he did, but yeah, I, I like. I mean, the wordplay is crazy. The beat too. I like the beat too. It's, it's real simple, man, but it, it fits. And he flows on the well. Yeah, he do. Yeah, he was riding that trash. Um. Okay, so Lupe Lupe Fiasco's food and liquor twenty tracks. I'm gonna go with Dave first. Um. Real, oh, real quick, no, we're not gonna do the ratings just yet. Just real quick, what you, what, what, did, what was the best, uh, the best song on the album? My favorite song was "Cool." I mean, the, the story visually, I, I had like a lot of ideas about the story, man. But I, I just love the story on the "Cool." Okay, but I just thought that was a dope song. Okay, okay, that's a good one. Um, Reggie, uh, favorite or best song on the album? <clears throat> Okay. Uh, for me, going going back through the album, man, he had a lot of. It was a lot of good content on this album, but I gotta go with. I'm gonna stick with track seven. He say, she say, and that's interesting because I believe that that's the first time um, that since we've been doing the show that we've all picked different songs as the the best or the favorite. Um, that's just a little side note for the people. So let's get to it. I'm gonna go with Reggie. Upon further review, what rating would you give Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor based off of oh, <clears throat> based off of one to ten scale? Uh, man, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna get it. 
me personally, I'm giving it a 10. Whoa! The first 10 of the season. Whoa! I'm giving it a 10, man. Uh, I mean, it's not too many tracks that I'm like, oh, it's just okay. Like, and like almost, and, and again, it could just be a little biased because I'm from Chicago, but I mean, like, it was so much stuff that was relatable that I, you know what I'm saying, that I, that I could, you know, I felt them, you know what I'm saying, with, as well as, like, the subject now. Like, it was, it was deep, you know what I'm saying? It was like, I was at that point, like, we was all becoming adults. It was like, oh, this stuff actually matters to me as well. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, I appreciated, you know what I'm saying, how versatile he was. I appreciated the bond. Um, you know what I'm saying? The, the music wasn't always maybe at the degree that I wanted it, but he made up for it with the storytelling and everything else behind it. So, uh, again, I, I, I'm going to give it a 10, man. I, I'll never forget how I, you know what I'm saying, the first time I heard this album, how I felt about it, as well as the first time I seen him when he performed a couple tracks live. Um, and, you know what I'm saying, I was hyped in. So, um, I'm, I'm staying with my number 10. You know wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Y'all heard it here. We're going to go to Dave. Dave, upon further review, what would you rate Lupe Fiasco's food liquor? Man, uh, <laughs> I'm 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 gonna go with an eight, man. I feel like uh, I feel like he's held his own for a debut album. Uh, his bars definitely still stand up. Uh, the problem I got with some of the songs and some of the structure, and the, like the hooks, I feel like kind of distracted or detracted from some of the songs mm-hmm. um, I, I couldn't go 10 but it's a, it's a solid 8 a definite 8 in my opinion okay. not not a lot of not a lot of misses on the album at all okay 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 so we got a 10 and an 8 uh, upon further review for Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor I am going to give it a 9 uh the only thing that holds it back is like what Dave said, the hooks, man. The the hooks were lacking. Um I think if he had maybe invested a few more dollars in maybe a couple features, or maybe somebody with, with a little bit stronger voice, something something a little bit more uh soulful. Um, somebody who it felt like had a little bit more experience, because Jim Stones felt like he just got out of high school. Um, I think it. I think it would have. That would have pushed it over the top for me. But, dude, like like y'all said, I agree with with everything y'all saying, man. There wasn't much lacking. Like, there's not, there's not a song that I felt like I just had to pass up. Like, I'm just not gonna listen to this. Like, right. and, and and he just takes you on this journey, man. Like, with just just storytelling, just crazy. It's, it's Eminem level storytelling. Now, I was gonna say not to mention, like to me, well, it's just to me though. Like, it's like he came out of nowhere. Yeah. Was I was I only one feeling that way? Like, like it was like it wasn't like he was. I mean, prior to this Kanye West, like you know, other artists, you might hear them featured on like a couple of other people's songs. I'm like, he just was featured on Kanye, and then like he came out right right after that. Like I had never heard of him prior to that. Well, here's the thing, because like no buzz in the streets or nothing. Like he just it just seemed like overnight, man. Like I I just got this amazing album. Right. I. I can understand that viewpoint 
the thing about it with with us was that Dave introduced him to me because I was like, Lupe Fiasco, who is this? And he played his stuff in the car, and I was like, yo, when is he coming out? Like, what, this is just, dude, what he played was just so crazy to me. I listen to it, like, all the time. I was like, dude, I need to know, like, when is this album coming out? When is he doing it? When, when? So it wasn't really, like, out of nowhere for me, but it was, like, it was it was still kind of out of out of left field. You know what I'm saying? It was like, okay. where'd this guy come from? You know? Oh, he's from the west side of Chicago. Oh, okay, cool. Dude, it, it's just, like... I can I can understand that though. So yeah, my no go ahead. I'll go ahead. My bad. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna tell y'all a little bit. Like so, so I had the I had the, the privilege of going to Kanye West listening party for late registration. Really? So huh. while I was there, which was like uh, it was a crazy experience to say at least. It was like thousands of people there. Uh, but like him, his whole crew, you know what I'm saying? Like they was, they had just got back from Japan, so you just gotta imagine what year it was. But they was all wearing like this was like fake had not even came out yet, so they all got like you know all these colors on, monkey faces. They got diamonds in their teeth. Uh, it's like they got crazy diamond chains. I mean, like I mean they was shining in the club. And they, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was like nuts. So they, they, Kanye gets on stage. He, he introduces the album. He performs like half the album, like live. And he saves this track that he got with Lupe. And Lupe comes out and spits his verse live. And I, like, I just remember like everybody was going crazy because you know we in the spot. The horns is blaring. And I mean, it's like everybody, like, oh, they going crazy. And all of a sudden, when Lupe come out, he kind of like come out. He started doing his little dance. He rapping on the mic, and I'm like, dude, who is this dude? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he looks young as I am. Like, who is this dude? And then all of a sudden, Kanye was like, yeah, this is Lupe, whatever, whatever. He about to drop his album. He was like, he about to, you know, spit whatever's a couple tracks, and that's why I heard the track that. He put them boys live, like kick wow. push, and it was like one more. And I was just like, "Hey man, like who is this dude? <laughs> like, like I, I'm just trying to figure out. Like I thought they was gonna pass out the mixtapes afterwards or something. I'm like, who is this dude? <laughs> wow. But uh, just dope to say the least. You know what I'm saying? To say the least. But uh, it was it was that was that was my first introduction to him. Like that's how crazy. You know what I'm saying? It was. That's, that was a crazy night, though, man. Like, I, I, I can only I saw, imagine, uh, dude. The chick from the, the chick from Psycho Drama, she was there. Like it was so funny because this dude was like, "Oh, this is so and so, so and so," and he was like, "Yeah, this is Reggie." I'm like, "Hey, how you doing?" And then when she walked away, we was like having a conversation about stuff. She walked away. He was like, "They was like, you know who that is, right?" And I'm like, "No, nah, I, I don't know what she is." He was like, "Man, that's the girl from Psycho Drama," and I was like, "Like the Psycho Drama, like." <laughs> Just like magic, like psycho drama. She's like, yeah. She's like a regular, like school teacher. <laughs> I was just like, I was shocked, man. Like, I just was imagining this chick dark skin with like bullet wounds mm. or something. Or like, 
<laughs> Cigarette burns. <laughs> it's their bullet wound. I, I just, you know what I'm saying? I just knew it was like some chick that just had a rough life, man. Like, she like some regular old, like, school teacher that got kids and she, like, drives a practice and everything. Like, it's crazy, it's man. Crazy, it's the man. perception, dude. It's, Lupe was talking about it. So, we're going to leave it at that, man. It's a pretty dope story. Um, I don't want to run any more time. I appreciate you guys taking a moment uh, to give me to give us your review of Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor. Um, we appreciate you guys listening in. Um, and this has been Upon Further Review. We'll see you guys next time.